conference back, babies! Touching down from outer space to launch my new Wilfred Delta 8 Moonblunts and Wilfred Delta 8 Gummies. Available now online and shipping to most US states. It's a Delta Ray THC revolution, baby! Check it out. My two gram premium infused Delta 8 Moonblunts are absolute fire. And my Delta 8 gummies with 25 milligrams of Delta 8 THC per gummy are intergalactic! Come ride the Delta 8 wave with Wilfred. Click on the link below and get your Wilfred Delta 8 Moonblunts and gummies shipped to your door today! Everybody. Wilford in the house. What's up? I know his name Whoa. ain't Wilford, but he insisted on me calling him Wilford. <laughs> Mr. Jason Gann Jason from the show Gann. Wilford. How's it going, man? Good. You know, um, you remind yeah, me of, uh, I don't know if you know Bella Lugosi. He played um, Dracula yeah. in the uh, 60s or whatever. Well, they buried him in his uh, vampire suit because they just thought that he would want to be in the vampire suit. Huh. I was just saying I was shooting Wilford. I don't want to you be fucking buried in this dog shit, right? Oh, no matter, on, no matter what's it. So, I'm happy to answer to Wilfred, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, you know you're all warm and cozy in there. No way. You heard it here, folks. Don't bury him in the Wilfred I see I've got this gray beard coming up. Someone commented on mine and said, he looks like he's, he's first. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Start so, yeah, match, what's huh? up, everybody? Don't forget Woo. to tag someone in the comments to get your name on the Wheel of Dank. Yep. Hey, we <coughs> excuse me. We had our smoke session earlier today, and we have a winner from that. Who's the winner? Greg Stout. <coughs> huh? Greg Stout. Greg Stout. Yeah, Greg, are you, are you watching? And so shoot us a message on the page. Yep. And uh, we'll get you a pack of alien sugar cookies out to you. Souvenirs only for sure. Don't get them mm -hmm. next to water. You'll cause them to germinate. Turn into Not little good. gremlins. You don't want that. Bad, bad. So, yeah, cool. So, Greg Stout. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. <clears throat> so, cool. Well, here we are. Yeah. Another Tuesday. It's a cool day. Um, we are so excited to have... Jason in the house, and, uh, you know, of course, it's just a character you play, but, you know, I mean, brother, that, that's your creation, and oh, it's yeah. your brainchild, and, and it's awesome, and everybody loves it, and so many of our, our viewers were excited to see you come on the show and uh, be here, so we're waiting yeah. to hear about your ventures, your products. <laughs> I know you got some uh, CBD and some Delta 8 stuff that you got out you there know, on the market. I think I saw a commercial and, about uh, that somewhere. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know where, but... but uh, we're going to talk about this right after we uh, come back from a word from our sponsors here. Yeah, go ahead and go to that. Welcome to Kansas City Cannabis. Your hometown, locally owned and operated cannabis dispensary. 
Our friendly and knowledgeable staff will guide you through your journey to wellness. Patients First is our guiding mantra and will continue to bring quality, affordable medicine to the patients of Missouri. Kansas City Cannabis Company, inspiring wellness. Now open in Kearney and Blue Springs. Coming soon to Lake Ladawana and Excelsior Springs. For location, hours, and current menu, visit kccannabis.org. Jason being here and, 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 you know, his immense personality that he has. We forgot to introduce Brandon Jones hey, over here. What's up, good? What's up? What's the up, Brandon? Just hanging out, man. Appreciate what, the invite, man. Yeah, man. So uh, you're responsible for him being here. I wouldn't have him here without you, man. Hey, I've got very, very lucky to be introduced to this guy, and it's been a great little relationship. We've started this quickly, and it's, I'm very glad that he uh, decided to come out to Missouri, and here we are, man. I, yeah, I, I had to introduce it's you awesome, to you guys. Dude. Oh, man, yeah, when, dude, I heard, when, when I heard that, I got it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've watched all the world friends, loved it. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to hey, love this. Man. So yeah, and you got your own deal going on. Your 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 main gig is boost, right? You're the boost guy. Yeah, I mean, I always do the Integra boost packs, little two way humidity packs to keep everything fresh. You don't want anything to either mold yeah. or dry out. So yeah, I always do the Integra boost packs. But now I'm really proud to be behind this product too. You know, I'm really a big thing. You know, getting people off cigarettes. I think this is a great yeah, transition. Absolutely. So I'm really glad to yeah. be a part of the team, and here I am. Awesome. You if y'all see Brandon at the events, hit him up for them packs. He's got the boost packs on. If he's got his backpack with him, hit him up. I'm well, you, just saying. You know what? I uh, I just got a couple of those five-gallon buckets from my drying room, and uh, I'm gonna put them in there and see. They're supposed, you know, they're five-gallon bucket boost packs, man. So <laughs> yeah, that's they crazy. should keep my whole room around 58 to 60 percent humidity. Don't you? Isn't that yeah, what you said? Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, can actually and adjust it too. So if you, you got plenty in there, so it'll yeah. last you a while. Yeah. And you know, I bought two of them. So uh, he's. Uh, we're going to see how they do and give a review on those for damn sure. So, uh, because I mean, that's important, you know, when you're drying your cannabis, when, when you've spent all that time, man, loving that plant, mm -hmm. catering to that plant, you know, giving it what it needs, pampering it. And then you take it down, you harvest it careful, make sure you don't, you know, get too much goo on the scissors cause you want to leave it on the plant, right. hang it up to dry. And then your humidity tanks. To 42% and that shit dries out in three days so crisp that you can just crumble it and you're going, Sad. damn it, all your terpenes are wasted, Gosh, everything's gone. Time, the, these buckets are supposed to keep the humidity up around 58 to 60%. Now, opposite can happen too and you can have, you know, 72% humidity, 70%, 65 
and you can get mildew and mold. Right. Or it won't dry good enough, and the same thing happens. Your terpene profiles go to shit, and your cannabinoid content goes to shit, and you've spent all that time on that bud, and you've wasted it in the drying process right at the end. Mm -hmm. So it is a struggle for those of us who are, really want to make sure that we grow the finest product to keep that humidity right where it needs to be without having humidifiers. Humidifier adds heat. Then you got to have an air conditioner, and the air conditioner dries out the air, right. and it's just a constant battle. So, dude, these packs—if yeah. you can just throw these suckers in there and not have heat involved, no all that more electricity either. No right. more, yeah. Bills are I mean, dude, this—if right. if these work the way I'm hoping they are, yeah. dude, they're going to be right on. So, y'all mm -hmm. yeah. be letting y'all know how they work. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So, let's talk about Jason here, man. Tell us about yourself, man. You're from Australia, right? Yeah. yeah well, you know, I started out as an actor, and um, I did a lot of uh, children's uh, kids shows for about ten years, right? And so really? I was in and out of these animal suits. So I was kangaroos, I was fucking an emu, and uh, you, know. <laughs> you didn't have the same personality yeah. as you did it was on always, Wilfred. It's always you? the same, and every single every single time I put on a different costume, I always just did that, like just the bare minimum. To represent animals, so I put on this black nose every time. Same thing every fucking time. <laughs> I did these kids shows to survive for about ten years, and it's kind of I just got myself again in the Iron Mask because I felt like I, <laughs> I should have been an Academy Award-winning actor, and I was stuck in this theater that looked like a castle. And then my dressing room was these bars, and I felt like there's there's a world out there somewhere. You know, I know that my you know my throne is out there somewhere. So I always felt like I was this big scale actor. And I wanted to give up the kids shows. I gave up the kids shows. I moved to Melbourne. And then one day I was sitting on my, um, my buddy's, sleep on my buddy's sofa and he came home and he told me about how he'd just come from a date and he got cock-blocked by um, her dog, right? And so I just, um, wow. I just started improvising um, as this dog, interrogating him like, De Niro, De Niro, meet the parents, right? And I oh, went to see a concert, huh? I'm just giving him the third degree. Well, which went, that's a short film, right? So we wrote it down that night. And that was 20 years ago, just four nights ago, that we wrote that script. So wow. was 20 years old now. Nice. And I, right on, and dude. We, and we read it, and we, we just knew straight away we were onto something. And Adam, who wrote it with me, said, what, what, what's he going what to look like? I said, oh, fuck, I think I know what he's going to look like. I don't want to get into one of them animal suits again, but I can do it for one weekend. <laughs> Two days shooting the seven-minute short film, and then I don't have to get another animal suit. So... 20 years later, <laughs> about 65 episodes of television. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, but here's the thing, I, I uh, like back then it was a short film, it went to Sundance, it had, was, had unprecedented success, 2002, 2003. And Wolford pulled a bong in the first few seconds. Mm -hmm. People were like, now ask me, you know, did you know you were making this donor comedy hit type thing? And I... Cult following, like, man. Well, the yeah. stoner, com stoner comedy genre didn't exist then. You know? Right. This term anyway. And I was just writing what I thought was funny, and I was a stoner. So um, I, the, one great fan mail I got was from this New Zealand, these girls who had this house. And, back, and it was handwritten back in, in 2003. She said, we have a rule in our house that if you enter our house, you have to pull a bong and sit down and watch this short film, Wilfred, and then you understand us. <laughs> I thought that was a great compliment and it's that I think it's that and they didn't spirit. know it was you no they wrote it to me there was a fan oh, okay. oh, okay. okay. no. I was saying that we have a rule that you have to watch the, sh the film and get high before you even have to stand up so that people yeah out of a Gatorade bottle yeah and so so, uh, <laughs> so with, you know then with all the success we wrote a pilot it got it, it fell over with the 
the network that bought it first, and then and then I got up again with another network, and then I came to America. Well, first before that, my my manager, I had another show in Australia that was more more popular than Wolfwood, and I played a sports star who was like driving Ferraris and wearing nice clothes and had like hot women all around him and hanging off him. It was like I had okay, Wolf in the dog suit or Mark Weary, you know, and 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 my fans in Australia were divided between the two. So my manager called me up and he said, look, I know you don't want to play Wilford again. I said, I'm not getting that fucking dog suit again. <laughs> oh, God. He said, hear me out. He said, I think this could be your Mork and Mindy. He said, just like the alien, everyone's going to remember the dog, and whether the show's a hit or not, you'll be able to walk into any room in Hollywood. I said, well, Mork and Mindy was my favourite show as a kid, so if you can sell it, I'll do it. We <laughs> sold it, I did it, and on season two, we're writing season two for Wilford in the writer's room and I got an email from Elijah, Elijah Wood, my co-star, and he said, I'm with Robin Williams right now, we, we're promoting Happy Feet 2. <clears throat> He's a huge fan of the show and he would be he'd, he'd love to come on as a guest. I walked into the writer's room, the showrunner was there, I said, Robin Williams wants to be in our show. And, he, and, and Zilkin said, well, there's no, nothing in it for him, we've got all the characters already written. I said, I repeat, Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to do something right now. <laughs> we find something, we work something, we, we tailor the character that we hoped he'd like. It wasn't good enough for him, and I, and, and, I, and I was embarrassed to offer him that role, but him being the amazing spirit that he was, he jumped at it, he came in, and it was his first acting role on television since Mork and Mindy. Wow. Right. So wow. That and that episode was hilarious. Thank you, yeah. That, well, he, he then did Louis after that as a guest, but this, our show was his first, his first acting appearance on TV. He'd done lots of guests, you know, David Letterman, of course. Right. But as yeah. far as acting, uh, he'd oh, wow. won Academy Awards, he'd been doing that for however, since the 70s. So for me, it was a great, it was a great journey to get here. I overcame a lot of adversity in my life to, uh, to get where I already had. But that, and we got him very well, we'd become very close instantly. He never, his makeup artist said he never would have lunch on set with anyone, he'd always mm -hmm. been this, but he, she's the first time I ever seen him do it. And he, and he had, we, he, out, we were out and um, sat together, had lunch together with me, him and Elijah, talking about the craft for forever. And huh. I told him about some shit that had happened to me that was really, Troubling my life at the time was a big court case back in Australia, and he shared something that, you know of himself that I really appreciated. And I was actually, I'd actually went to, you know, he, I, he, I was actually developing a TV show for him when he died, and it was a, it was a very, uh, very obviously upsetting for everyone. That everyone sure. would say, "Look, we know you were sure. great friends of Robin, and it must be the hitch." I said, "Look, we all, we all lost someone yeah. because he yeah. was truly a walking fucking." He was like everyone's dad. And he right. could play any role. Any he role. Could fit any, whatever he stepped into, he became mm -hmm. that character. You I don't know. normally he, talk about him much greats, in, in, in interviews or anything like that. But, you know, when he, when he, when he died um, in the days following, you know, he'd obviously on set and people were getting selfies with him and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and my wife's like, have you got a photo with you and Robin Williams? And I said, um, well, Robin, she'd met him. Um, and I said, no, I, I didn't. And she's like, why? And I said, well, you know, it's, Robin's not the first super pro famous person I've met. And I, I kind of feel like there's an unspoken thing where it's, it's good enough to put them on that pressure. That you're just a person to them and you're not like... I'm yeah. sure he's happy to take photos with people, right. as, as am I. But I just didn't want to break that kind of... I get it. That little yeah. inner <coughs> safe, safe space, I guess. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And... My wife's like, you're fucking crazy. 
And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I myself was for a day like kind of like like oh why didn't I get a photo with him? But I, I still think I did the right thing. Anyway, I got over that, and about a year later, someone posted something I hadn't seen before, hadn't seen before, but it was in promotion for the show, and he was on set. And it's a video, and it's somewhere on my social media if anyone wants to go looking for it. And it's Robin Williams talking about me, man. And he's talking about how my eyes, and he's talking about my performance and how he felt about it and how it affected him and why he wanted to be on the show just for me, man. Wow. And, it was just, cool. and I was That's so heavy, glad man. I didn't take that photo. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. I had... That was like right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's way better than a photo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to cannabis. My, my relationship with cannabis, I've said for... Well, actually, you know what? Real quick, we'll, we'll jump to yeah, cannabis. Let's give you a breather, brother. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty yeah. heavy we right actually, there for you, man. We actually have a trivia question, and it is based yeah. around the Wilfred Show. So go ahead and bring yep, up that trivia question. Top shelf trivia. We're going to give away a pack of uh, souvenir beans. So the first one to get this trivia question, how did Wilfred bring the thunder? So that's a show <laughs> reference. So let's how see. How did Wilfred bring the thunder? We got, uh, we got, it. We got the answer written down. So the first one to get it wins. A that was pack a lot of, of fun. A pack of probably fire. That was a lot of fun shooting that episode. Um, you know, one of the <laughs> things that... Uh, you used to give me anxiety about playing Wilfred was that I was going to um, make a fool of myself in front of the world. Right? And I mean, it was, and I, and I almost didn't, I wanted to run away on the first day of the set. And there's a pretty ma kind of a magic story there behind that. Um, but I, um, the day we're shooting that, it was like only second week in production. And I, when I was shooting, I'm like, fuck, it's bad enough that I, because whenever I shot Wilfred, even from the short film, there's always someone on set looking at me like, I hope you know what you're doing, dude. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, bong, and, and I'm like, you've got to trust your instincts. What I think is yeah. funny when I did it, and even though I might doubt myself later, I've got to trust that original vision, right? And so, so second week of production, and we're shooting that episode. We are in a hospital, and Wilfred was going to be killing some old people and stuff like that. And there's this magic scene where um, Elijah, Ryan sees Wilfred as being this god, like Jesus. He's like, they had me on a, like a trolley. I'm like coming out like Jesus. <laughs> I'm in front of all these extras, most of them are old ladies and stuff like that, but they're all looking at me like, it's like, what must these people be thinking? You know, this is such a fucking, this is crazy. This is Quite crazy, right? that. And then, uh, and, and, and hats off to, <clears throat> to the network for letting us do the show. And that scene, but when I did the thunder, the thunder stuff, the thunder scene, that's a question. It was just like um, you were making something really special, you know. Right. And one of the things I used to say in the writers' room was, I want to do stuff that no one's ever seen before on television. That's you why did I came it. To America. Yeah. Yeah. And I and there was a scene in the first. Not everything gets through. Not all our jokes get through, right? But but if they're really good, they made through. Get through later on. I come here and I used to battle with Zuckerman, uh, our showrunner. Because I was always, I wrote the strange series. I was always funny first, right? And he was like, no, story first. And I'm like, no, funny first, story first. And so it was this arm wrestle. And I was just say, if something's too funny, if something's absolutely hilarious, you need to find a way to get it in. He said, no, no, it has to, has to work to the story. So we wrote this thing. I was riffing with one of the writers about, there's this, where 
this idea that Wilfred had a voodoo doll and Wilfred was had a voodoo doll himself and then Wilfred like gave himself a blowjob and then <laughs> the voodoo doll ejaculated his mouth, right? Fucking oh oh Wilfred, man. And and we Damn just went, dogs. this is this has never been on television, right? I don't need to watch every hour of television ever made. So this ain't never been on it. That's never been. And um, oh, wow. and so but Zuckum was like that's never getting in the show. That's never getting <laughs> season, season two, another idea. It's like, what about the voodoo doll? This bit, he's like, he said in season two, he said that the voodoo doll joke will never get in this show. <laughs> season three, we were we were digging the bottom, bottom of the barrel. There was a certain weird script, and then we said, okay, we need a big Wilfred moment here. And I and then um, the voodoo doll. And then I said voodoo doll, and he said, Fuck, the damn it, doll. I cannot believe the voodoo doll is going to go in. And, and I shot it. And I, and I loved it. It's one of my favorite moments. And one of the other favorite moments. <laughs> I when, bet it was. When Wilfred I mean, wore his, his, uh, right. his hair up on, when Wilfred wore his ears up on his head like a bun. Oh, yeah. And he tried yeah. to embrace that and I shook it down. <laughs> There's a couple of moments like that that were some of my funniest. Um, oh, my God. That's funniest, funniest. funniest moments here on set. That's awesome. I was, I'm very quiet off when the camera's off, right? And then all of a sudden the camera's on and uh, I won't Boom. show There you are. Yeah, man. actually. Absolutely. Boom. Perfect script. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's so funny. We have yet to get anybody to get this one yet. No, no nobody's yet. got Not it exactly. We How had. Did he bring the thunder. <laughs> so I think Damien's like super fan because he was close, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't quite get it. No. Nope. And we got to be as specific as possible. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So, all right, man. Here we are. You've you've made a name for yourself. You've decided that you're going to go the route of having your own. Cannabis mm. products that mm. you, that you how did how did that come about, man? How did is it just a natural progression? Um, well, it's a blessing, and it's uh, <laughs> and cannabis is. I say cannabis. My relationship with cannabis is spiritual. I've said it for many years. Absolutely, I believe and that. And the sa the same way that the um, the writing the short film was a sort of a, a, a almost like a magical heightened experience that just was very organic. Right, you couldn't sit down and construct an idea like. I that. love that, man. That's awesome. Well, the same thing happened with the, the company. I was working in, living in, LA, and I'd been wanting to get out of Hollywood, LA for, and I was frustrated at the fact that I'd imprisoned myself in this career, where I had to rely on the system, and I had to have, live here with my family, and I couldn't just live wherever I wanted to. So that was all behind it, but I just one day wrote a, a joke social media post called Wilford's Weed Delivery Service in California, and, and my fans <laughs> said that they were, they were saying they're going to drive from road trip from all across America to come to California and get the um, get Wilford's Weed because I'd said I wrote it kind of like I do the Wilford ads, I do it like Wilford wrote it, you know. In fact, I'm the CEO of the company, but Wilfred is the owner-operator. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. So, he, so, so I shoot sort of this also. This he makes company. all the final decisions. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, a good yeah. business sense. He's, he's, <laughs> behind, he's yeah. behind the scenes, thinks he knows how it runs. And, uh, so, um, so I went and um, I went and got the rights back off the network to do it, to use the character in the space. And I sold my apartment. And I just went all in. You know, I just went. I mean, one thing I've learned from being a television producer is you need to diversify your skill base right so you need to you need to you know the editing you need cameras you know lights the whole, the whole thing and and in fact me making Wilford the short film was so I could buy myself a, earn myself an acting career right so otherwise I was, I was never gonna mm -hmm. you know I, I'm not I'm not exceptionally looking or tall, good looking or tall guy I had a lot of skill but I was like trying to set myself apart from everyone else so I became knowledgeable about every facet I thought well, there's no reason why I can't do this 
at first I thought it was going to be like a lot of celebrity brands and be a, you know, a, a, a paycheck and a photo opportunity. But then it was like, this is, these, con these contracts I'm looking at, they remind me of my Hollywood contracts, right? I can't, I can't do any more contracts like that. I've got right. to make better. I've got to make more money this time. Sure. It's not enough for me to leave a creative legacy. I need to leave a financial legacy for my kids and grandkids. Yeah, absolutely. So then I was saying, you're Wolfer's grandkid. Yeah, where's all his money? Oh, I got stolen from you from the fucking people <laughs> who fucking, who, who were supposed to be his, his, um, his Yeah, reps. that happens a lot. Happens a lot. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and, and you kind of, go, when you come in, you might have, a, like I did, have a, a low self of sense worth as well. So you feel lucky and privileged to be there. Right. So you ain't gonna like say, oh, I want should get this or that or that. I just think that's not good my wine. So real quick, I want to give a hint because people are getting real close, but you guys aren't thinking quite far enough in that scene. Just a little further. A little further in the scene. A little further in the scene. So, so yeah. So then I, so then they, um, so then I'm like, okay, so I want to do these pre-rolls in California. And the company I was going to work for, when they were doing the COGS, they were saying, well, it's $2,000 per pound. And I'm like, well, I can't make any, any business out of that. So... Uh, I then went and found some really good, high-quality high um, sun-grown from uh, outside Sacramento for 350 a pound, right? So then I was able to have, like, have a really good quality pre-roll with no trim or shake, but it's a good flower. THC levels were between 25 and 28%, which is great for outdoor. Had three strains, and people really appreciated that product. Now we didn't have all the money that a lot of big um, companies have, and I was I was found myself doing everything, like I. I designed the packaging. I uh, I was doing sales. You know, I was going from from store to store with uh, a Wilfred hat and a t-shirt on, and just just. And then I'd go to when when the stores would rip my, um, carry my product. I'd go to the dispensaries and I'd do uh, demos as me. And then I'd get in the dog suit and take photos with the fans and, uh, right. and and bud tenders. And I'd form these lifelong relationships with um, <clears throat> these retail partners. And that's well, you guys would already know that cannabis just brings people together in a yeah, way the community that is mm -hmm. uh, really quite remarkable and unique and so that's been my work ethic ever since you know like we we had to we we had to pivot we had a, we got i got a manufacturing license in california for a while but we lost you know 24 pounds of flour disappeared and then we had a big loss with some heavy metals wow. testing yeah. i'm like i can't afford to take these hits right. in the business so i shifted from a to a brand licensing model where i would um you know, get a smaller percentage and a company would, would make the product. And, right, and so then, right. And then I had six brand licensing uh, agreements in, in, in negotiation around the country when COVID swept through and then everything just but yeah. shut down. Kind of screwed everything up, didn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. So to survive, we did a, we pivoted, as you have to, whenever you, uh, things change, and we put out these, um, these CBD smokes, and uh, I use the same principle as the pre-roll. So there's a lot of these these cigarette-style hemp smokes have a reputation of being filled with biomass and crap, leftover junk. But we, I want this is just flour, you know, and so it's it's eight or hundred milligrams of CBD per smoke. So that's so quality. Very high. That's quality. Really quality. Yeah. Yeah, you know, not shake. It's not <laughs> trim. It's no, flour. It's really good. And, and nice. It, it's a great. Um, you know, if you want to quit cigarettes, this is... Yeah, this is yeah and the testing is great, too. And you do have the QR code on the bottom of all yeah, of the yeah. packs, too, so you can see the testing and all that. So it's, it's a quality, quality product. Right on. So, that, right so, on. That, so that's kind of saved the company, in a way. And then we, 
and, as, and then this year we got the Delta 8, which has been really exciting. And it was like that ad at the beginning, you know, Wilfred calls it a Delta 8 revolution. I mm. see it as Delta as a revolution, that people can reach, that they can reach people that otherwise wouldn't be able to access this. I, lo I love Delta 8. Like people call it cannabis light, like an insult, but to me that's what I like about it. I really like that I can function well. And I never have it and I think, oh, I shouldn't have had that fucking smoke before this mm. meeting, you know. So, and these blunts are really, uh, they're very smooth. They're really nicely made. They come out of chat. Can you see it? I'll put it in front of my head and that way you can have the time. <laughs> <For> some contrast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good looking pre-roll. I love the way you do the ends. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so we. And this is Delta 8. Yeah. And so we really have two businesses happening, running at the same time. We've got the, because the, the hemp industry and the cannabis industry are very different. Uh, and we're one of the only companies that I know that are really having a major shake at both. And so my, right now I'm in, I mean, I still cold call CBD shops, smoke shops around the country. And I've got us in uh, 17 states in the last couple of months. And so we, we, you know, we're getting closer to getting some national distribution, which would be make my life nice. a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I've got this kind of, uh, and, and we still do the brand licensing with the cannabis, right? So the cannabis will be in different states. The idea is to be in as many cannabis legal states as we can with a brand licensing right. component. And then in the meantime, I'm running, we're running, Brandon's helping me, running the, the hemp operation. Until such time as I can hand it over and do what I do best, which is marketing and mm -hmm. business development. But um, right now, we're actually look very close to putting some um, Delta 9, hemp derived Delta 9 out. I don't know really? Oh, really? Okay. <clears throat> I've had this idea for a while doing um, Wilfred. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> but it's a no, pretty keep it, keep special, it yep, it's yep, a yep, special, yep. special product that is. I, mean, I just recently got back from. Um, Chicago at the CBD um, Expo, and, and, and there's a lot of brands, a lot more money than us, a lot more bells and whistles, but they essentially got the same product. So I really want to have some products that set, like, differentiate us from others. So we've got a couple of new exciting products that I'm about to put out that are pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Nice, nice. Well, that's awesome, man. So yeah, and like, but, but <coughs> so, 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 like, it came from a joke. Like, the, the idea of the yeah. record came from a joke, and then same with this company. I mean, isn't that how some of the best things happen? You know, just off the cuff, man, one day you say, you, you throw something out, and it, it just blossoms into an idea. I think, you know, the thing that catches my attention is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that smoke cigarettes and want to quit. And yeah. it's no doubt the chemicals and crap and the I'm cigarettes working on it right, right now. here. And th what you said about these, now I've never smoked cigarettes, so I don't know what that's like. Mm -hmm. But I hear it's a pain in the ass. But, you know, I, I can understand a lot of people say that it's just the habit of smoking the cigarette that keeps them in that place. Right. And, I mean, you've got CBD here, so... You know, oral it, fixation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you get that oral fixation, you get that action and that habit, you know, but you're not getting the nicotine. So and the great thing is it's a sustainable bi uh, biodegradable filter, too. So when you flick it... It goes back it, to... Right. right. It's a huge, huge... Well, and, well, and we, this we, doesn't we have all the tar. Butts, but right. if you're going to flick your butt... You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a much be, better product. It's not going to outlive us, the, the butt. Right on. Yeah, sorry. Real quick, don't we gotta we we're gonna have a little revolution. I see a lot of people asking where Stu's at. Oh well, you know what? He's here, so it's time to do the news. We couldn't go a full show without having Stewie in his news because it's is your middle name Lewis or anything? 
Stewie Lewis and the News. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. And as far Stewie as Lewis the, and the News. As that's far a new as hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Stewie Lewis and the News. And as far as the draw, the uh, trivia question, we did have a winner, and it was either Damian Green or uh, I believe Melissa Hoover. Who won? Um, Damian Green said it first. Damian Green. Well, he he said he even said someone said it before. That's all right. We'll get. Okay, we'll we'll That's figure okay. it out. But it's one of two winners. We'll get it figured out. Yep, and we might just give you both some, right? Because um, that's just how we roll. So, uh, all right, man. So yeah, hey, go to the news, man. Top Shelf Weekly Update with Stuart Wells. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your Top Shelf Weekly Update. I'm Stewie Lewis, or I mean Stuart Wells, and this is the news. So our, uh, our first story tonight, I've simply titled VA Bullshit, because Jason Dunlap found that cannabis eased his PTSD, chronic pain, and insomnia, but he hid his cannabis use from doctors, believing it was taboo for veterans who utilized the services of the VA. It took some research for the retired Army Sergeant First Class to decide that he could actually tell the VA he was using cannabis. But even then, his doctors couldn't tell him how to use it safely and effectively. Dunlap has instead turned to YouTube research, papers online, and dispensary workers to find out what will work best for him. Millions of veterans are self-medicating their war-caused ailments with cannabis, and they are frustrated the VA continues to dismiss the potential benefits of this amazing plant. The VA will not expand the piecemeal cannabis research it is currently undertaking, despite recent bipartisan calls from Congress, doctors, and veterans. And without that research, the VA continues to deny cannabis recommendations to veterans in 36 states that have medical cannabis laws in place. Veterans say that has forced many to suffer, while some researchers suggest that the VA may also be ignoring the potential ill effects of cannabis when used incorrectly, such as when you eat too many edibles or something like that. We've all been there. The lack of empirical FDA-approved research is done <coughs> is one of the most cited reasons for many lawmakers, including the president, to refrain from taking federal action on cannabis. Representative Lou Correa has introduced a bill that would instruct the VA to study cannabis for PTSD, depression, and a number of other medical issues often suffered by veterans. This is just one of multiple proposals in the House and Senate that would expand research into cannabis for vets. Despite broad bipartisan support, however, none have reached the floor, have reached a floor vote in either chamber. Korea is quoted as saying, the VA keeps saying, we have the authority. We do not need you to micromanage us, but we do because they are not doing their job. Korea's bill, which advanced out of the House Veterans Affairs Committee on Thursday, is just one of multiple proposals in the House and Senate that would expand research into cannabis for vets. Also on Thursday, Senator Brian Schatz introduced an amendment to a must-pass defense spending bill that would allow VA physicians 
to recommend medical cannabis under state regulated programs and bolster research. But yet again, despite broad bipartisan support, it's like the only thing that they can even agree on. None of these proposals have reached a floor vote in either chamber. These wonderful folks in government sometimes, bless their hearts, they just can't seem to figure it out. At this point, I am just proud of veterans out there taking control of their health and using cannabis if they feel that is right for them. <clears throat> Moving on to Virginia. Fear out of Virginia today as the future of legal cannabis has become even more uncertain after an election last week that replaced the Commonwealth's pro-legalization governor with one who could be skeptical about the issue and gave the GOP control of the State House of Delegates. Possession, personal use, and home cultivation will remain legal under a law that already took effect in July, but plans to establish a regulatory framework for commercial production and sales of cannabis products is now in the hands of those who do not necessarily agree with cannabis use in general. The election's outcome raises the question of whether or not those in control will now torpedo efforts to establish a retail cannabis system entirely, which legalization proponents say would keep consumers locked into what they say is the nation's fourth largest, listen, fourth largest illicit cannabis market, or instead seek to negotiate and reach an understanding in order to create and regulate a legal industry on their own terms, which is the smart way to go. If I was in Virginia, I wouldn't care if the ridiculous government can't get it together on the commercial side. You have legal possession and home cultivation. Bro, they have the fourth largest black market in the whole United States. That's insane. Black market growers, when they hear this, they're like, all right, y'all, this is what we've been waiting for our whole lives. Like, all they're doing is ramping it up. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure they'll figure out something. So our last story, we'll bring it right, right back home, right? Yeah, is uh, <clears throat> today the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services Section for Medical Cannabis Regulation released a new draft or proposed rule amendments for licensed medical cannabis dispensary operations in Missouri. That was a long one. The drafts update the language of Rule 19 CSR 30-95.080 concerning dispensary facilities. Public feedback for this draft will be accepted by DHHS until November 18th of this year. So, if you like, if you'd like, if you'd like to speak with them about this, let's uh, listen here, and then you can holler at them later. Included in the updates are language that allows for the sale of clones of cannabis plants under eight inches tall. And if Dave were here, I know I'd have some applause, but he's not here. A new requirement for a warning label, right? Woo! At at points of sale and updated language regarding drive through lanes at dispensary facilities. Other key clarifications include changes to the policy on advertising for dispensaries and the addition of the term telehealth in wording restricting on-site certifications. Last but not least, the draft will also include a new rule which would restrict dispensaries from selling any product that contains cannabinoids created through chemical conversions of other compounds. While this does not affect the legality of Delta-8 or Delta-10 products in Missouri as a whole, it will change the product offerings for some dispensaries that have been carrying those products. The rules for sales of a clone 
are very detailed and could present a hurdle for some dispensaries and patients. I really want you guys to look them up too because there's, some of them are just really dumb, but there's a lot of them, so just go, go look it up. Uh, two quick examples are, number one, the cuttings must be stored uh, in the dispensary vault with the customer's name and information. And I get the name and information, but I've seen these vaults, and they're kind of small. It just seems sort of inconvenient to me. Uh, the other one that stood out is that if a patient does not pick their clone up in a very short window of time, it simply must be destroyed. So that's interesting. And there are quite a few more also. Uh, once again, DHSS is taking comments on these issues until the 21st. Hell, I'm sure they'd like to hear any issues you may have. You know, if you just want to just call them up and just talk to them for a little while. So on that note, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Dab in part <laughs> due. Yeah, I was sort of dabbing. All right. You started I early, got up Stu. Here. Sorry. The yeah. news was quite stressful to him. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Thanks for that report on the VA, man. Yeah. Timely. Veterans Day. I know, that. right? That's what I was thinking. So, it, talking about Veterans Day. Oh, yes. Real quick. Click back to the first camera one on there for me, Gabe. What's up? And then go to the... Uh, yeah. Right there. There okay, we go. So, yeah, so the Veterans Day event... Is there an address on there? It's down at the bottom. Uh, 1018 North Ambassador Drive, Kansas City, Missouri. That's up by the airport. Jonathan Lewis, Mogro Solutions, top shelf. Um, we're putting this event on for all the veterans, so uh, come yeah. out there. One of the things we're going to be doing out there is we have chosen a uh, disabled veteran, and we'll be introducing him, and we're going to present him with our Grow It Forward 2021 package. Uh, and most of you know that's a complete grow package. Yeah. Um, everything he's going to need to grow light, tent, AC infinity, tent, fan, filter, um, everything, dude. So we're going to give him a boost cure kit. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to give him a you know, he or she. No, it's yeah. a he. It's a he. He's already chosen. Oh, so. Yeah, we okay. know. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> okay, didn't hear that. Sorry, I didn't inform you guys. I, <laughs> no, made an I, I knew. Decision. I don't know where Zach's been. I don't know. All over the place? Yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and Stuart discussing stuff without you. How does that make you feel, Zach? Oh, no. So, anyway, Jonathan Lewis is putting this event on. Been working hard to get it together. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, I think, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Hell, I don't remember what the time yeah. was. It was on the flyer. Is He's that also it? carrying the Wilfred cartons as well, the cases. Mm -hmm. So he'll have some smokes there, too. Okay, so come out. We'll have some Wilfred, nice. Wilfred CBD smokes mm -hmm. out there. And, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff going to be going on. You're going to have food catered in from a restaurant next door. Right. Uh, is it the barbecue place that yep. he was going to have it catered in it. from? Uh, yeah, we, we ate there one. when we went and looked at the building with Jonathan, and it was pretty good stuff, man. And, uh, you it. know, that's coming from me. So, so Nothing but nothing like homegrown got it. Hey. Got our what's changed. Got your what's changed. Yep, the, the, yep. the undershirt has changed. It was white. It was now a white black. undershirt. Good eye, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, dude. We that can't fool these guys. No. We can't fool these guys, man. Nothing. Dude, man. We've, we've, tried, we've come up with some good ones, man. We just can't fool them. So, but, yeah, dude. You know, come out, show us some love, show the vets some love, uh, give Jonathan, Jonathan some support on his new venture with the grow shop, man. This is a guy who 
slaves and labors for the community. Um, he's a giver, man. You know, and he, he's a good dude. He's got a great heart. Um, you know, so uh, we all love Jonathan, and he deserves... The ambulance as well. Dude, the ambulance. Yeah. Who doesn't know what the ambulance right? is, dude? It's that's right. going to be out there. You have there. a new neighbor yeah. that knows um, what it is now, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan that's came right. over here in the ambulance, man, and then we get phone calls from the neighbors. Every time he comes over here in the ambulance. Is everybody okay? We, yeah, hey, is everything is that okay? a real ambulance or a cannabis ambulance? Yeah, it's nice to know our neighbors give a shit, though, right. you know, because, yeah. I mean, you know, we've had some rocky roads going on, but it's all good. Uh, but, uh yeah, so uh, come out and show us all some love out there uh, up on Ambassador. It's going to be uh, uh, nice to have a grow shop mm-hmm. up north here. Um, and they're, you know, he's going to be carrying more than just grow. He's going to be doing, uh, he's have grow equipment. He's going to be doing uh, certifications. Uh, certifications. He's going to have his, um, his uh, swag shop, his head shop, all his... Uh, Dip devices. He's going to have artisans and dank products. Yeah, G pins, all that, man. So, um, one stop shop out there, man. And I think, you know, he's even going to have a press to press, you know, so that patients can come in and press their own rosin and stuff like that, man. So, yeah, come out there Thursday, 11th, Veterans Day. It's going to be a celebration, man. Vendors, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yep, I'll be out there, too. Yeah, and who else is he going to have out there? I mean, he's going to have some live music or something out yeah, there. I, I don't remember. Live music. It's one of his buddies that he played with. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't remember. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good time, man. So come on out there and show us some love, man, for Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. All the veterans who, uh, who, you know, made the sacrifice they made and did the things they yeah. did. So um, it's not easy carrying right. those memories around He's sometimes. actually joining a great veteran tomorrow. Oh, Y'all love Daniel. Dude, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's Daniel's right. Here, man. So, yeah. yeah, you're going to be on Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour tomorrow, right? Yeah, I am. Hell, he's yeah. Very cool. Waxy's yeah, a Waxy cool guy. Me, we got to be good friends in the last month. Right and, on. Uh, he's, uh, we're doing some really exciting things together. And, uh, that's yeah, awesome, man. Uh, Brandon and Waxy, while I'm here. Man. Right on, man. Right. You know, Waxy, he's a, he's a pillar in the community, man, for yeah. sure, you know. Um, the guy's making moves, and he... Uh, He's doing. Uh, he's singing his song, man. He, he's he's living his living his truth. his truth out, you know. And so that's all we can ask of anybody, man. And right. uh, yeah, we'll be listening. So yeah. if we, if we can if we can comment, we'll give you flip you a little bit of shit while you're on there and be like, say rude shit and stuff right. like that. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> so you know, but yeah, so. Uh, you know what? I did see something about you have some um, diamonds. Talk about your yeah, concentrates yeah. that you have oh, out, yeah. man. Tell well, us about you what know, you got there. We've got these diamond sores. We've got uh, uh, three different um, strains. Green Crack, Now, are these CBD or this is Delta, right. Delta, Delta 8? Delta okay, Delta 8. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. And, you know, we just sort of test the water with them. And right on. made a, a sort of a set, small batch. And yeah, everyone's really loving it. Uh, right so on. We, you know, they're they're already sold out. I sold out in like three days. So we're, oh wow. Uh, we're gonna we're doing more of it. Yeah. Get them um, get them done, dude. We've so got some gummies as well, some Delta Eight gummies, and uh, yeah, we're about to as I said, into the Delta. I mean, the hemp derived Delta Nine world. It is hemp derived. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, now that's one thing I did want to. You know, I, I was curious about because, you know, there's a whole lot of different plants out there, from what I understand, that you can get Delta-8 right. THC out of. Right. 
and a lot of companies, they'll use tobacco or something else to get Delta, Delta 8 THC, but yours is all hemp derived. Yes, yes, definitely. Awesome, awesome. I mean, look, whether it's, um, you know, regulate, like how we have our warnings or our um, childproof packaging, I mean, because we started the cannabis game in California, and California has some of the strictest packaging regulations, right. um, testing regulations, we just test everything by that standard, right? So we just want to cover ourselves for... Um, Oh, yeah, cool. We just want to cover ourselves from um, any kind of litigation or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because absolutely. The, because the brand is sort of identifiable, you know. So, sure. So it's very important to us that every product we have is made, you know, legitimately safely and uh, and, and does is, is everything that it says it is. And, that, you know, there's we've got um, QR codes on everything that will go straight to the COAs. So we can scan it and we can go yep. look and read all about it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, right on, yeah. right on. So That's awesome, man. All on the bottom of all the packs. Yep. And I smoked a couple of these at American Royal. Yeah. And I don't know how many people I heard behind me saying, that guy's smoking weed here in Kansas. Holy shit. And then that skunk and people were coming up to me asking. And I was pulling out the packs and they are like, no shit. And handed out these CBD smokes and wow. the smell. I, I these are turfy, turfy. Look, I, I love Delta 8 because, like I was saying, I don't get too high. I, can I get a lot of work done. But then, you know, this is all talk about self-medication. I, I spent time in, you know, rehab rooms for other things from, you know, bad things. But uh, people talk about self-medication like it's a, a, negative a negative connotation. But I kind of think that that's a term that we should be embraced in some respect when it comes to cannabis so um my wife will tell me smoking too much weed and then i'll just smoke wolfwoods for a couple of days mm -hmm. because i am like uh like you're saying a lot of people are, i'm a smoker i've always mm -hmm. been a smoker since i'm mean, 13 years old right so mm -hmm. and as i was shooting wilford i'd shoot <clears throat> dad say to me oh you want some secret tobacco substitute i'd be like no 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 and i'd do this take after take I could feel my, my lungs. I, I just say, this is, I could like feel this killing me actually. Like I'm yeah, yeah. in my 40s. And how long was it, am I going to do this before it eventually kills me? And there were many times in my life that I actually gave up smoking tobacco. And I took it up again just because I love, I smoke so much weed. But I, there'd be time I wanted to function more and not be high for interviews or whatever I needed to do and ha or just have a break. But I still needed to suck something back, right? So I, I'd start smoking cigarettes just so I wouldn't smoke as much weed. I could be more um, productive. Yeah, right. right. So then when it came to the, you know, smoking these, so I will wake up in the morning, and, they, and as I said, they still have that full CBD effect. Go straight to your, it's the best way to, to, to actually for your body to access CBD is by smoking it straight mm -hmm. in your bloodstream. I'll smoke these things for a couple of days. And, uh, and, as, and my wife, you know, she has, you know, I mentioned before, she has extreme uh, anxiety and, uh, and insomnia. And um, especially coming back over here from Spain and traveling, like tra shifting the family internationally is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Anytime, wow. Like, yeah. During a pandemic, it's a highly stressed Holy situation shit. when we arrived. And, I can't even know, imagine. She was talking to doctors, seeing doctors and trying different things. And eventually I said, babe, what, you just want to try Wilfred. Mm. She wasn't smoking. She's like, give me one of them things. <laughs> so now at night before she sleeps, we'll share a wolf together and she sleeps really well. Does the trick for her. And yeah, and, and so this this is really about, uh, I see some people did comment about the shit, I've got to give up sucking cigarettes and this, this could help. And it, it does because 
you know, it doesn't, it's not addictive in the same way that ca um, uh, tobacco is. And you're soon smoking them. You're smoking less, less smokes because you soon break, you break that tobacco addiction. Right, right. Um, but you just still need to, you know, you're pulling something, you're smoking something. Right, so right, yeah. It, it, it ticks that box. Wilfred would call that an oral fixation. An oral fixation. So, and you know what? So uh, we're going to go to the Wheel of Dank here. Yes. We're going to get somebody some. Uh, well, the last winner got the Artisans of Dank, um, mm -hmm. Alien Sugar Cookies. Next, we're getting Cat and Red Beards. Yep. So bring up that wheel. Bring up the wheel, Dave. Give us a spin. Dave ain't here. Dave's not here. Yeah, Dave's not here. We got to do our Dave's not here joke. Right. Who do we got? James Harper. James, James Harper. Harper. Oh, send us a message. Nice. All right, James. Very Are cool. you here, James? Yeah. Is James he's, here? He's around. Right on. He's a big Wolford fan. So, he told me he was going to be on. Right on, man. You know what? It's been awesome, man. This is this has really been cool. It's been great meeting you, dude, and yeah. sitting here and chilling and hearing your story. And, and uh, dude, we wish you the best in the Missouri market with your mm -hmm. products. Thank you. You know, yeah. um, anything we can do. Anytime you're back in town, feel free to stop in and, and, and sit in on one of our shows. We'll yeah. welcome you with open arms, man. It's, it's just been a pleasure, man. Well, you know, you know it is a, an honor to play to do Wilfred. And, and like as I mentioned, like I didn't want to do Wilfred again. And <clears throat> the dog suit represented a lot of anxiety for me. You can probably tell I'm a kind of a slightly, like still suffer from anxiety. But I... Um, I didn't want to do it for for a long time, and uh, and and I almost tried getting out of doing the American version. And I was shooting the promotional stuff for the first photos of Wilfred leaning out the window of a car. And I, before it, I actually literally got down on my knees in my trailer, and I, I said, "God, help me find a way to love this." And I shot that first thing, and I was filled with anxiety. And then this Aussie guy walked past. He's like, "Mate." I didn't realize you're over here doing this. I'm here on a Venice Beach. I'm on holidays. Mate, you got to keep going. People, you make people happy. You're making people happy. Keep going. And I went, that's my sign, man. So every yep. time I didn't want to do Wilfred, I just remember the, the people I was making happy. And so, and that got me through, got me, got that suit on one more time. But now it's transcended from that to every single time I get in that dog suit for whatever reason, it's an honor for me. It's almost like a ceremony. You know? I don't know how many times I'm going to get in the dog suit again in my life. Right. Maybe a hundred times, maybe 10 times. Who knows what right. I've said. Right. But when I'm like, what in this past 20 years from when Wilfred was born to now be having my own cannabis company with a space on the front. Right. Dude, it's, Come on. it's a dream beyond any dream that you could have ever dreamed, you know? Right. So, um, you know, it's a great honor for me to, um, to have this opportunity and to meet people that have been affected by the show and also to be part of the cannabis community, which That's awesome. know, I, I just, I really um, appreciate and love. Got one question for you about the show. Yeah. What was your favorite scene from the entire show? If you had to pick one scene, what was your favorite scene from the entire show? Uh, favorite scene? Uh, look, <laughs> look, maybe, like, out of all the funny th scenes, I mentioned a couple before I loved, Maybe that last scene, I remember we were shooting, it was like when, when Wilfred, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> when Wilfred dies. Sad, oh no. When Wilfred dies in the show, because, you know, like yeah. Seinfeld, <coughs> Jerry Seinfeld right. isn't Seinfeld, right? <laughs> so um, when Wilfred's character dies in the show, there's a scene where, a lot, where Wilfred was coming back to Elijah and he was thanking him. And Elijah said, Ryan, Ryan says to Wilfred, um, thank you for what you've done to me. 
and Wilfred says, um, it was my honour, you know. I, that was a line that someone else had written and said, um, it was my privilege, Ryan. I said, no, no, it's got to be honour, right? Mm -hmm. So that probably that scene, every, that day, everyone was crying at some point or other, and it's the first time I've seen I'm telling you, dude, there was <laughs> a lot. I'm about to cry now, Wilfred was deep, man. Wilfred was I mean, good God, you laid you know, it on thick with the Robin Williams story. Well, that, that's right. the thing, though. That's the thing. And then, and now, so was the basement... Your own mind was the basement. Your oh. own mind. Oh well, yeah, that well, was one. Look, the the basement stuff. I you know give credit to the showrunner, was David Zuckerman. I mean, like the, the format, the Australian show was different to the American show, yeah. and, he, and so there were certain elements like the whole Ryan, like what is going on for Ryan's psychology, which to his credit was was Zuckerman's um, creation. So that was just something that look. I think that we make it pretty, pretty clear that it is in his imagination. But we always used to want to say that it, you know, could exist as well. At the beginning, like... That's I, some I, Twilight Zone shit. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's, we wanted, we, we wanted, we'd listen to fans as well. Fans would write in and tell us what they think it is, and we're like, holy shit, that's better than what it was. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, we'll go that route. <laughs> but, uh, but we used to arm wrestle about, like, what Wilford was, and uh, in in the first season, and, and Zuckerman would be like, it's, he's in Ryan's imagination. And I'd be like, no, 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 no Wilfred's a magical, mystical being. Oh, you know, like, wow. he's, like, he's like the scarecrow on the Wizard of Oz. Like, this is a real fucking dude. He's doing right, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Zuckerman's like, um, well, look, whatever you have to do to get into character, I said, no, 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 no. There's nothing to act to get into character. Wilfred's real, right? Right. We fight about this. And over the years of the season, he kind of wore me down, and we were at a Comic-Con, and someone said, what is Wilfred? And I said, he's a figment of... Uh, yeah, fuck whatever. And Zuckerman said, uh, actually, I've come around to your way of thinking. Oh, <laughs> so right. He's a mystical, magical human being. That nice. Exists, right? So yeah. that's, that's what he is. He's, he's like, so much of what is real in your life is perception. Right, yeah. right. Fears, it really is. Fears of what could happen yeah. are far greater than reality of the worst thing that can happen. Absolutely. And it's just as real to you in your, in your head. Yeah. So that's it is real. Yeah, it is real. absolutely. You know what, man? Very so again, cool. Very dude, cool. It's yeah. been such a, a, a right? pleasure, yeah. such an honor. What a privilege! Such a privilege <laughs> to have you on the show, man, Thank and you, to man. have your company, brother. So Appreciate again, anytime. And uh, that pretty Brandon, yeah, you too, too, brother. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're yeah. all right too. You're okay, you're man. Cool. You bring those right. boost packs. Those other guys, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah. uh, what? what What's your name again, man? Yeah, good. Did he we? Brings so. the boost. But you know what, everybody, it's been a great show, and we appreciate you coming Look, here and I put some the in, love. I put some in my big jar. So there you go. Right on. So you know what, everybody, plan often, grow happy, and stay, stay lifted. lifted. Peace out. See you yeah. tomorrow. Thank you. Whenever. Thank you.